Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome to What's Next, the CEO of Informed Decisions, uh, Mr. Peter Pinar, who joins us uh, on this particular virtual call. Peter is the Chief Executive Officer at uh, Informed Decisions. Peter, it's great to see you again. I hope that you're well. Uh, just tell us a little bit about Informed Decisions. What is it that you guys do? I know that you're big in, in the IoT sector, so do give us a bit of background on Informed Decisions who you guys are and what you guys do. Thank you very much, Aki. Um, yes, yeah, Informed Decisions is, is in its fifth year of operation. Um, we started the company five years ago specifically to play in the space. Um, I had a, had a hunch and had a, had a passion for the industry um, and wanted to change things slightly. So we, we could see, um, you know, we think we could see a little bit into the future. Um, so we started doing things slightly differently to the norm, uh, and that's how Informed Decisions was uh, was started. Did you see like a, a big gap in the market? I mean, we've all been talking about this massive explosion in IoT, and you know, initially the predictions were billions of devices, but I mean, the market has really matured a lot in the five years, so you must have seen something that uh, sparked something in Peter Pinot. What, what was that turning point that you said, aha? This is the industry that's going to grow. What, do you remember that moment? Uh, Aki, to be honest with you, um, yes, I remember exactly the moment where I decided that I'm going to get into, into this space. Um, and at that point in time, it was the, the moment that I had was, why is everybody missing the point? Everybody that I've spoken to at that point uh, was going through a data gathering space. And I think the, uh, the, the, the plus point or the benefit that I had is my... I was divorced from the industry. I didn't know what it was. I'm a consultant. Uh, I could just see the the massive opportunity that was coming our way when it came to this. And the little bit of technology, the experience that I had back in the day, um, matched, I, I connected the dots. And I could see that if we move this thing into that space, that it would have been, it would be something spectacular. Uh, and uh, back six, seven, eight years ago, uh, my peers today was laughing at me and, and asking me why am I trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, and today we are very solidly on our way um, to be a contender for the for the standard when it comes to IoT technology. Wow, that's a wonderful story, isn't it? Amazing, eh? That the moment you take a step back from a clouded space, you see things completely differently. Now. Take us to today, and your technology is very different. What what makes informed technologies technology so different in the IoT space? Um, so I'm I'm a very lazy person, not generally, but uh, I, I I take the lazy man's approach to to uh, to operations to make sure that nothing is wasted and lost. Um, and when we started looking at the technology, we wanted to play in the platform space. Let's show our customers the details. Um, and very quickly, we found that it's not possible. Although there's hundreds of thousands of hardware manufacturers in the world, um, stringing them all together is almost impossible. And mm. stringing them together in the way that we want them to work uh, proved to be a bigger challenge. So we changed the company's business model um, to a point where we design our own technology. So we've taken best in breed, like in the LoRa network, we looked at SecFox, we looked at, um, at, at other technologies, and then we rewrote our own protocol. We rewrote it in a way that gives us a lot more flexibility, better control, um, and a scalability into the technology. And where we are at the moment, 
we are able to do at least three times more than what any of our competitors can do in the same type of space. I like to say that we are trying to get uh, to a long, long range wireless network uh, SCADA type of environment. Uh, SCADA is definitely the, the, the go-to standard when it comes to, to machines talking to machines uh, and the management of that. And we are, we are heading towards that, but just with wireless technology. Wow, that's that's really really interesting and quite impressive that you've like you've turned it literally upside down. So so how do you see yourselves and and how do you compare and compete with example for example with uh, open source alternatives out there because there are you mentioned a couple. So how do you compare or compete with these guys in the market? So I don't see ourselves competing uh, in the market directly. Uh, everybody's got a, a, a space in the world. Um, we do offer a, a better secure uh, or, or more secure solution to our customers. And when it becomes, uh, when, when we create the capability of talking back to the device and actioning something on the ground, that becomes imperative. Um, so gathering information, if the if information by itself is insequential, it's fine. You know, uh, the security doesn't have to be as good as what we, we need it to be. But our ability to talk back to the device, action something within the cost of regulations and, 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 and so forth, uh, requires that added, added uh, pinch of security. Um, so I think that's one of the key, key things and the ability of doing a lot more with the, uh, with the same type of resources, I think, is the thing that puts us apart and makes us competitive in the market. The last thing yeah. is, because we develop our own technology, we are the manufacturers. We are the designers. There's no middleman. We're not buying technology, putting a markup on it, and then selling it again. Um, so we are able to to offer our technology at a competitive price. See, that's that's pretty impressive in itself. Um, uh, the fact that you're manufacturing your own technology, and you know, the one thing that people will tell you about IoT is the Achilles heel is security. I mean, everyone's petrified of security we've heard of the vulnerabilities that are out there uh, so it's great to see that you've actually focused on that niche in that specific market where, where are you taking informed decisions i mean where, where do you see yourselves going over the next three years you've had a very interesting last five years but uh, the next three years i guess is going to be take off and 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 putting everything that you've been talking about into practice and even growing uh, even further uh, across the world right what, what are your plans for the next three years yeah, so we, we, we want to take over the world as any small entrepreneurial business wants to do. Um, uh, in the first two or three years of our existence, we focused on R&D. We focused on making sure that our technology is sound and it works. Um, we have now gotten into a commercial phase of the business um, where we've also gotten on a couple of investors. I'm very excited about that and I think that will be a, a subject of the next, next chat we'll have. Um, but the intent is to take this global. Uh, we are opening offices uh, or presence or in East Africa, in Europe. Uh, we are hoping to be in the States by the end of next year. Um, the technology with all the legislation and regulation that goes around along with that is a key part of the journey. Um, and we will be launching a, a, a public type of gateway or uh, router or whatever you want to call it that um, uh, it's very shortly, and in this, we, we, we're taking together all the, the LPWAN type of technologies into a single spot, and then we will start playing in a semi-public, public network environment. Um, so that's one of our, our key objectives, uh, but 
at the end, we want to be the standard of IoT globally, and we want to be a player in the global space. That's pretty impressive stuff, Peter. I mean, when you speak to people and you meet people for the first time and they, you start talking to them about informed decisions, is there one specific product or one specific achievement that you tell people that this is what they did? What's your, what's your wow achievement, your, your crowning achievement uh, at informed decisions? Um, I always say that, uh, you know, just keeping the team together and making sure that we keep focused on our, on our core goals, that's an achievement by itself. Um, but I must say, one of the there's a couple of achievements that I can mention, um, and and one is a, a ABNBF hacked the world competition. It was our very first thing that we entered, and we won our category in Tanzania. Um, we also won the the national um, IoT award that MTN hosts in 2019, yes. um, and uh, and and there we were crowned in our category as all as, as well as the overall winners of the uh, of the night or of the day. Uh, which is, uh, is 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 quite an interesting um, uh, process. I've never been somebody to look for competitions to get your word out, but it worked fantastically, and uh, and we've taken a huge leap ahead as a result. Well, listen, congratulations. I mean, it's uh, those are no small feats to win those kind of accolades uh, because they are certainly hotly contested. Uh, I know the MTN competition you talk about, and you look at some of the previous winners and some of the people making it into the top five. It's uh, pretty impressive to say you've won that particular award. Um, you know, one of the things, Peter, when you talk about IoT, and I guess because it's something that's well, it's a maturing technology, but standards are still an issue, right? Uh, how do global standards fit into your particular future plans? Um, okay, it, it's fairly set. The, the standards are, or the, or the regulations fairly set. The standards are quite wide at the moment, and I, I believe that South Africa, as a, as, a, um, as, a, as a player in the global stage, we're ahead of the game. Um, a lot of our our competitors and my friends in the in the, in the industry um, are doing phenomenal things. And if we if I do some uh, public speaking in, in the states or in Europe, um, it's very apparent that that they are so far behind us when it comes to these technologies. It's either because they don't need to have it uh, because their broadband is is open and their speeds are, are, are higher, so they don't need to look at longer range wireless technologies. Um, and, and they've got the, the money potentially in, in their space to put power down all the way down into the bottom of a, of a field um, mm. to be able to get information that's needed. Um, but the, the, I think we're growing in South Africa faster than the rest of the world. And, I, and it's an awesome space to be in uh, because not only are informed decisions benefiting from it, but I think South Africa as a, um, as a country is going to make a big splash on the, on the global stage. Oh, that's pretty exciting. I mean, Peter, you've been in this game for the you know for over five years now. Where are you seeing the biggest growth in IoT? I remember looking at a couple of charts a few days ago. Um, like agriculture was right there on top of it. Uh, we're talking about smart cities, but certainly IoT fits into every single portfolio. But uh, you know, agriculture and farming seems to be on top. Where, where are you seeing the growth happening in the IoT sector? Absolutely, that I think I think agriculture is the fastest growing. Um, uh, area for us. Um, it's a big, it's a big, massive opportunity that is that, that a lot of players are playing in there. Um, but I think the 
the shortcomings with the traditional technologies is the, the Achilles heel when it comes to agriculture. So agriculture, definitely a big place we're playing. Um, we're doing some nice things there. We're adding some, some value uh, for our customers. Um, the next area would be um, pharmaceutical manufacturing. There's all, oh. let's call it manufacturing for that matter. Um, there's a lot of things that the PLCs and the SCADA systems were too expensive in the day to, to monitor. And our technology fits in right between that two to just close that gap. Smart cities, as you say, um, uh, very recently we got involved in, in, in municipal uh, approach and municipal work, but I can see that there's a massive opportunity there as well. I think if we, um, from a pricing point of view and a capability point of view um, and a control point of view to a certain extent, uh, allow not only the municipality to manage the, the grid and the reticulation and so forth, but give the control over to the citizen as well. Uh, you've got a marriage of minds, you've got, you've got, you're managing both sides and everybody benefits from it. Uh, and that's the way we're going to win this, is if, if there's more than one stakeholder and everybody's got a benefit out of the technology that, that we deploy. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, we all take ownership of the technology to really make it work. Peter, I just want to go back on the agricultural stuff that you spoke about, the, um, uh, the, the, the informed decision stuff that you guys are doing. Can you can you give us a scenario or in the agriculture sector of one of your solutions that are that are out there and what it's doing? Yeah, sure. So in every every customer we go get into, um, it normally starts off in the same way. It's normally what is the big pain points. Uh, and nine, nine times out of 10, it's water, electricity, and gas. Uh, and on a, on a farm, it's exactly the same thing. It's their diesel, their diesel gets stolen. So how do we monitor diesel? Uh, it's the water usage as electricity is a big thing. Then we start looking at how do we manage water a level down? And that would be dams, boreholes, uh, water quality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the, the technology gives us, and we put a couple of sensors uh, dotted around uh, the farm soil moisture and temperature, we can control the pivot, we can monitor the pivot. So we do a lot of health checking, but also allow control. So if we take pivot as an option or as a, as a point, um, the pivot works very simply. There's water, it turns, and it, it wets the ground. So, so we monitor a couple of things like pressure. Is the water pressure right? And that tells us if the uh, if there's a leak or if one of the heads are broken or blocked or um, or, or, or missing for that matter. Uh, we measure the water flow so that we can do the delta calculation between pressure and, and flow and that will tell us a whole bunch of other things then uh, related to, to the pivot. We've also put a compass on there which then tells us how fast the pivot's moving, what direction it's going, uh, and then we can apply control. So we can then switch it on and off, or we can move it backwards or forwards or back to zero point. But it goes a lot further than that. Um, knowing now how much water is going into the dam, for instance, through the bow walls, um, we've got a weather station deployed. So we know how much rain uh, has come down. We know how much, what the wind was, what the gusts of wind were, what direction, we know what the sun intensity was. So we can now start calculating what is evaporation. We can calculate how much water was, was pumped into the dam, how much evaporated, how much was used by the pivot system. So we can accurately start looking at total holistic water um, in, in a farming environment. And just that gives us uh, value enough to, to, to deploy everything else. 
Um, but we've just launched a GPS tracking device that runs on the network. Um, so that's that's hot off the presses. It's, uh, the, the first device has arrived this week. Um, and, and we started adding, or we're starting to add a whole bunch of other things into, into the agri space. One thing that we're also working on, I'm very excited about, and I shouldn't really say too much, is a river system monitor, where we monitor the water quality, the, the dissolved oxygen, the nitrates, the water flow, the level, and all of those kind of things that will then give farmers the, the information around their fertilizer and how it seeps into the river systems. It will give the municipalities the, the water quality parameters that they need. It will give the residents the water quality and flow and flood warnings and all of those kind of things that, that, that comes along with us with that. And that's all built around the same basic technology. It's just putting sensors on a network and pulling it through into the, into the cloud. And then I hand it over to the real clever people and they, they tell us what is all the, um, uh, all the, the, the big points there. Jeez, Peter, I mean, I absolutely love the stuff that you do. I mean, this stuff gets me so excited. you got to think to yourself, you know, what did farmers do 50 years ago? I mean, today they've got access to this incredible data that really increases their yields, makes their job a lot easier. Thanks to technology and companies like Informed Decisions, I mean, this, this stuff really blows me away. I'm looking forward to watching your, your growth trajectory and your path and all the new products that you've been talking about and alluding to. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Peter Pinar, who is the Chief Executive Officer at Informed Decisions, talking about IoT and how IoT is literally changing the world and changing the lives of farmers. Peter, thank you for your time. Thank you, Aki. It's been a pleasure.